Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people doing really cool things in their niche. Um, we talk to uh, athletes. We talk to CEOs. We've talked to scientists in the past. Um, all people that are doing really cool things that you might be able to take away some of those items and, and apply to your own lives as well. Um, I know we have one of those guests today. I'm really excited uh, about being able to interview her. Just before we jump into that, a couple of quick things. You hear from a lot of the guests here uh, about the importance of being able to write down goals and, and maybe journal and things like that. And, and people are always trying to find the right one for them. If you are looking for that, one of the, the cool kind of partnerships that we've had recently is with um, Jim Gypsy. It's a tool that is a combination of a, a journal, a combination of a goal tracker. It has everything from tracking your strength and skill work, nutrition, um, PRs, all of those things but also just generally um, talks about your why, why you want to do the things you want to do and, and a real whole life approach. So um, uh, definitely take a look at it. If you go onto our Instagram page, you can look through the bio and you'll be able to uh, link into uh, uh, a discount code there. Um, and you could just go directly to www.jim-gypsy.com and uh, I'm sure you'll find something that makes sense for you there. The other thing is, is when you go onto our Instagram page, make sure you check again the bio and sign up for our newsletter. We've got lots of cool kind of discounts and, and things when we have great guests like the one today coming up. You'll hear about it before everybody else. So uh, sign up for that and uh, and you'll be able to get some of those uh, insider tips, I guess. Um, and so today, really, really, really happy to have uh, Karina with us today. Uh, Karina Coffin, um, a lot of people would have, uh, well, recognize her first of all, because she's she's pretty high profile out there, but she is a, she's a registered dietitian, which we're going to talk a little bit about that, but she's a pro obstacle course racer, a fitness coach. Um, she's a multi-sport athlete. Um, she has stood on the podium at the 2020 Spartan Games, uh, Tough Mudder X, Spartan World Championships, uh, Spartan Stadium Games. She has been a CrossFit Games team competitor, triathlete, lacrosse player. Basically, you can go through a list, I think, uh, of all of the different sports, and she's done some of those. Um, she was also, I think, the last female reigning champ of Steve Austin's Broken Skull um, Challenge as well, which is kind of cool. We've, we've talked to a couple of people that have been on that show as well. Um, but obviously, uh, really busy lately, not just with your own kind of pursuits that way, but you've moved recently, I know, Karina. So uh, congratulations on that, and, and thanks for taking the time for us today. Thanks, Jamie. I'm honored to be here. Well, uh, you know what, the one thing that everybody sees right away is that you are this hybrid athlete that does kind of, even the, the, the sports that you excel at are often really varied, have a lot of different components to it. And, and maybe, you know, have, have you always been an athlete that kind of dabbled in different sports? Have you been more directed to some things? How, what's your journey looked like? Yeah, you know, it's, I, I'm, I kind of say, and I joke, but it's kind of true. Like I'm not really good at any, anything. And so I just enjoy, I enjoy being versatile and I, I enjoy trying new things. I like, I like being challenged and I was always into sports growing up. I have three older brothers and just constantly like riding in their wake a little bit of just trying to um, do whatever they were doing. And they're very athletic, talented guys. And so uh, that was kind of my upbringing, just running around on our horse farm, um, catching up, trying to play catch up with all my brothers. And um, it's just been really fun to do so many different things. And I think that's at the heart of of what I like to do is always have fun with the activities that I'm involved in. And so 
I haven't really stopped pursuing that, which, um, which I truly enjoy. And I, and, you know, it's cool to be able to compete in different events that are kind of capitalizing on um, those types of areas or those types of maybe individuals who are a little bit of that hybrid style athlete like I am. Yeah. Now, how did you go from, because I, I think if I remember correctly, you were doing lacrosse and, and some of those things when you were in school. Um, maybe first of all, why, how did the transition happen to where you decided, oh, well, maybe OCR and CrossFit and things like that are, are maybe what I wanted to do. So, so maybe I'll start with that. And then the other part might be when you're in school, how do, how do you balance some of that stuff when you're, you're doing athletics and you, know, you, you were doing schooling and, and uh, that's part of your life now too? Yeah, no, it's a great question because it is kind of a fun evolution and journey over different sports. Um, But I think, again, I I think I I don't like complacency. And so I found myself, I was playing club lacrosse at Virginia Tech and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played my first two years and I was really itching to try something new and, and be challenged in different ways. And I really developed a passion for you know, fitness and all different types of movement and exercise. And so um, I, and, you know, and I have to give credit to my, my family for um, raising me in a sense of, you know, going after what I want. So I've never really been a sit back shy person. And so, um, you know, my mom was like, well, you know, you've, you've been doing a little bit of cycling when you're home in the summer um, between school years and yeah, you don't know how to swim, but you love running. And she's like, well, why don't, why don't you try triathlons? And I was like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Haven't sw- ever swam a lap <laughs> in a pool, like, you know, um, freestyle or any type of, of formal other, other than cannonballing and, yeah, and, or, and <laughs> occasionally. And so, but you know what, it, it, um, it didn't, it didn't scare me at quite as like quite enough to, to prevent me from pursuing that. And I think, um, my triathlon team at, at Virginia Tech was amazing. They were welcoming all types of um, individuals. You could, you you could be terrible at all three, <laughs> at all three sporting domains, and they would still welcome you aboard. And I thought that was really cool because, um, you know, not many not many teams will allow that. And so I just remember all the practices were optional. It was a it was a club team, yeah. but I remember I would I would wake up and I was a RA my junior year. And so that kind of helped because I lived, um, you know, wasn't getting too crazy at night by the and I was, I was living on campus. And so I would wake up at 6am and get in the pool for pool practice. And, um, and I just signed up for my first triathlon, the first one, the team, the team was doing. And I was like, you know what, if I don't sign up for something and, and have that deadline hanging over me, I might put it off for forever. And so got kind of are, are you that kind of person? Like, do you have to have something to strive, like a specific thing to strive for all the time? Or like, do you set goals that way? You know, I, I don't actually, I was just thinking about this the other day. Cause I, I kind of have, I, I have one event and I'll talk about it. That's kind of looming, but surprisingly in the last two years with COVID and, and just being, um, you know, not having a ton of events going on, I've actually been very okay with and, and still getting after it, just knowing I love to be prepared for whatever. I want someone to be able to call me up and be like, hey, Corinna, there's this X, Y, Z thing going on. And it, it doesn't matter what it is, but if, you know, if I continue pushing myself every day and kind of chasing that, um, you know, that, that desire to improve, then I want to be able to say yes. Like I want, I want to take on those new challenges. And yeah. so- 
yeah, that was the case. But but I will say, <laughs> trying to build the confidence in my swimming ability for triathlon, I needed that sign up, or else I was never going to feel ready to swim open water. You know, yeah, yeah. In, in a short first period. push, yeah. <laughs> I needed that. Um, but yeah, and then from there. I, you know, my, our gym at school was offering these CrossFit style classes and I thought it looked fun. And I always, um, I always enjoyed like seeing strong females and, you know, wanting to, again, kind of be able to hang with the boys and not let that, you know, the, the, the gender differences be, you know, anything holding me back. And so I was like, yeah, I want to lift weights. I want to be strong, but I also want to do triathlons and kind of, it kind of all came together in through obstacle course racing in a, in a strange way. Um, it was actually a friend of mine. She sprained her ankle really badly the, the day before a race. And she called me up at 10 PM and was like, Corinna, this is super last minute, <laughs> but there's this race entry. I'm, a, I'm I, and I, I can't do this race tomorrow morning. And I was wondering if you want my entry. Cause I know wow. you you like running, but you're also really strong and you would be good at obstacles. And so I was like, man, you know, I don't have anything going on tomorrow morning. And I drew, I drove like three hours to middle of nowhere in Virginia. Didn't know a single soul wow. and, um, and had the time of my life. It was a battle frog race. It was, yep. it, it, they were around for a little bit. And I just had a blast and I ended up winning that race and it was cool. <laughs> you won it the first one. <laughs> it was cool, yeah. But, you know, and it was very small, you know, kind of yeah. it was one of their first races, but I had so much fun. And I was like, wow. Uh, and I met so many people. Actually, I met a lot of, a, a couple people who were pretty big in the Spartan community at the time who yeah. were racing a lot. And they were like, well, you should come to the Spartan sprint race in DC next weekend. And then did that and podium yeah. there, and then they're like, "We should come to the Boston race in two weeks." And so that summer was just a whirlwind of racing, and I loved every single moment of it. And was like, pinch my, I was pinching myself, like, how can this be? You know, a, I fell into this pretty randomly through that friend, yeah. but it seemed to be this perfect culmination of uh, endurance meets, you know, CrossFit, or at least kind of that, you know, strength component. Yeah. Um, and it took off from there. Well, and, and that's, I think, when you first started kind of coming on the, the broader, I guess, scene, that's what people, everybody, everybody said, is you, you kind of jumped in very quickly and, and suddenly became a, a player very fast. Did it, um, did it feel that way to you that suddenly, okay, well, now I'm, you know, at a, a pretty high level very quickly in, in that sport? It, it did. Actually, that first year was so incredible because I, like I said, I was kind of hopping weekend to weekend. Yeah. Different Spartan races. And then after the fifth one, it was September, and that was when they had the Spartan World Championship. And I remember I was starting my June or my senior year of college, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly up to Vermont on this weekend, and and I'm gonna do the World Championship and see. I think you know, and I got in on Friday. I I'm by the time I got to where I was staying that night, um, it was midnight, and I had to wake up. You know. At, 440 or 430 next morning to like try to eat some food and and you know do this 15 mile race up this mountain I just remember I was running off of pure adrenaline and it's funny to look back as a dietitian now and look at my fueling strategy <laughs> during the race which is a whole other story in and of itself but um it's pretty funny like <laughs> looking back but yeah I, I um it was a great race for me I ended up finishing second 
and, um, and, and, you know, in a four and a half hour race losing by two and a half minutes or so, it was like, it, it, it was pretty, I was very proud of that finish. I had, I had, um, expectations of, a, or hopes for a top 10 finish. And yeah. so I was, wow. I was very, <laughs> right very up there delighted and surprised to say the least. And, and then, yeah, like I said it, and then I was racing for, um, various pro teams in the next couple of years, traveling a ton, yeah, loving it, but definitely being young and, you know, I was 21 and just getting caught up in all this fun racing and winning and traveling and, and, it, <laughs> and it took a toll. <laughs> and, um, I, I got, I got a little burnout. Um, yep. in that yeah. And it, so, you know, when, when you go through that, I mean, that's, that's one thing where it's, it's, you know, a, a lot of people wouldn't realize, especially in that sport is having to, you have to do a lot of the races, even just because of sponsors and all of those things too. So you have to be pretty present for a lot of that as well. And, um, you know, that, that does take a toll on, on probably your body, but also just even, you know, your own mindset. It's like anything else. I'm sure it must've been difficult at that time. You know, even though everybody thinks it's fantastic, there is a time where it probably turns the other way a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I remember being, um, you know, the first year, so I was, I started off racing with the battle frog pro team and there were four of us pro athletes and, um, and they had 12 or 13 races on their schedule for 2015. So this is now I've, uh, this is like my spring of, um, my senior year, spring of my senior year and into the fall of that year. And I remember yeah. under contract, like, you know, we, we had to race all 12 races and then yeah. that, you know, that didn't include Spartan. And so in, to, in order to qualify for, you know, Spartan world championships and these, and be in the Spartan series, you had to do X amount of races for them. And, and then there were all the world championships. And so by the end of it, you know, you're, you're looking at, I, th- I think one year, I think I raced like 27 races <sighs> from March to November, like it wasn't even a full year. It was just, um, yeah. Was Basically like, every weekend you were probably yeah. doing a race, it was, right? It was like two weekends. Well, you know, and sometimes more, um, every month and, you know, usually in totally different States. And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, looking back, I mean, what a cool. Yeah. Fun. Not a, I wouldn't change it for, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Um, and it was such a cool experience as a, you know, fresh out of college. For kid, sure. Um, yeah. that, many people don't get to enjoy so it was amazing but um it came it came quick and had to had to put on the brakes a little bit um after that second year yeah um yeah and it's cool to still kind of be involved in that you know seven years later yeah yeah well i i mean maybe we'll jump ahead to i mean spartan games you you were one of the the participants there we've talked to a lot of people from uh um, from that show and, um, you know, you did very well there as well. And, um, uh, you know, what was that experience like, especially considering there was such a mix of athletes there and a really different kind of format than, than you many have seen before. It was pretty cool that way. And, and that was, that was so amazing, especially to be my, my only, one of the only races going on in 2020, um, 2020 yeah I, I knew from like from the beginning I was like well things aren't it's not looking very promising from a racing standpoint so you know I'm gonna enjoy this year and, and as always like put put that fun element um at the top of my priority list and so I was really yeah. getting mountain biking I was doing some swimming my husband was um you know trained to 
um, for the military. And so did a lot of like longer endurance runs and rucking and a lot of pull-ups and just calisthenics and bear crawls. And so I was just doing um, just a lot of varied training and I had no idea. I mean, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of the other athletes like this. We literally were notified about like been happening maybe a month out and we at at that point like when the first kind of calls were like hey so we're we're thinking about doing this thing you know that was that was maybe a month out and then we didn't actually get any intel until like what what those events some of those events might look like till like two weeks before so I knew I was like well this is you you've either prepared in some capacity for this throughout this year over the past years um or you haven't and I like, you know, that's the true, that's kind of the fun element about obstacle course racing that I fell in love with in the, initially the unknown, like you go out on this course and like, yeah. not sure what you're going to be faced with, but you just have to figure it out and get through it. Um, <laughs> and that's very much how those four days looked with the Spartan games, you know, competing in 10 different, very different events. Yeah. Some were, some were, you know, ones I really enjoyed. Some weren't my favorite, but at the end of the day, I was really happy with my consistency um, yeah. board in all 10 events. I think my worst finish was, was fifth place. Um, yeah. and so I, I just felt like, you know, yeah, I might not be very good at anything, but across the board, I am, you know, it was cool to be competent yeah. uh, in so many varied discipline and they were really varied for those people who haven't seen it it was heavy heavy endurance things and then regular kind of obstacle racing kind of stuff but then there was heavy lifting I mean we had we had faith on a while ago and and she just she laughs at that about how okay well in wrestling okay I love the wrestling part because I'm just naturally larger than some of the other women and she said or the lifting where I was having to lift a lot but then when I had to go on my bike it was almost just funny to do the bike so um so it, it is interesting to see that I mean, the fact that you you were able to be pretty consistently near the top in all of those items. That's why you ended up where you, where you were, I think at the end as well. So. Yeah. And, you know, of course they pulled athletes, you know, there was no qualifying for this. They invited certain athletes. So it'll be interesting. So we do know that that's happening again this year. And I'm very excited. I really haven't been racing or competing much in anything this year, but like what I said beforehand, I'm still training. Like, you know, I, some days, sure. Like work is a priority. The relationships in my life are a priority. And, um, you know, so I've really enjoyed kind of that change of pace where I'm, where I'm putting a lot of those things first and foremost, when in my younger years, um, that, that, that the racing, the competing definitely was closer up to the top of my list. But, um, but still that being said, I'm you know, you know, I, I love pushing myself. I love working hard. I think I surround myself with people who share that same sentiment. And so it's, it kind of fuels that for myself. Um, but, um, yeah, I've just really, I've been, I've been training hard in all different types of formats and and maybe I shouldn't say training. Like I think working out and training are, are, are different because training, you you kind of have an end goal or something that you're working toward. And I guess, I, you know, I am working towards something, but sometimes I just don't know what that is, but I'm like, you know, there's always, there's going to be something that, that fits what I enjoy 
doing and that's you've you've obviously made some changes to try to balance things a lot more that way and part of it is probably just because of the stage of life and everything too that that just happens um how do you do that though like how do you how do you make sure that you know you've got enough focus on your work and enough focus on you know your your family relationships and and all the things that just make you feel a little more balanced what have you had to do kind of very methodically yourself to make sure that you do that yeah and you know I feel like there's like this natural unnatural checks and balances with some of those things right you know the, the people who are um important in your life you know if, you, if you're neglecting those relationships it's it's pretty obvious right and so yeah. um you know for the past two years and or in the last I should say mostly year you know my husband joining the military and us moving and him, you know, and then us getting married. It's like that, that means a lot to me. That's very important to me. And, you know, being a supportive partner through all that, through these changes has been, um, you know, just taking a, a very front seat with everything. And so, but I think it's a, an awareness of, of my, like it's a self-awareness piece too. Um, I feel like internally, like my out, my external expression of, of how I, or why I like to do so many different things is a little bit of representative to how, you know, I balance myself internally because I, I, um, you know, balance is so important to me. And so having, having relationships, having an understanding of how I'm feeling, if, if certain things are feeling, um, out of whack, if my nutrition is off, like I, I'm just really self-aware and I really, I'm a feeler. And so I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've developed this, this awareness over time from doing so many different things. So I can kind of, I kind of have a natural checks and balances um, myself, but I also, like I said, I'm surrounded by a great group of people and and family members who aren't afraid to, to let me know, um, you know, if, 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 you know, my parents are wonderful role models and, you know, they care a lot about me. And so they've really helped keep me grounded too over over the past few years. So it's, it's a team, it's a team effort, but it's also, it's, it's not getting too lost in the, in all the voices and the chaos and and the noise of the world and and being more perceptive, self-perceptive. Yeah. It's it's interesting how um, people that have taken that approach actually find that a lot of times what, what ends up happening is, is you do better in certain phases of your life because you're spending more time on that. We, we talked to, I mean, you know who Annie Thoris daughter was, we talked to her before she kind of had her most recent CrossFit games and just talked about how, you know, she, she reevaluated things a little bit after, you know, having a child and everything, but that she was really stoked about being able to make sure that she has for her, her escape from that was to also work out and she was judged by on that a little bit early on. And, and it was just interesting to hear that and, um, and then see her, her performance recently, which was pretty cool too, to see. Um, but it, but it is interesting how a lot of people, when they do start to do that, you know, they become, uh, you know, much more fulfilled, I guess as, as well. So, which is, it's which is pretty cool. Sight. It's easy to lose sight of things. Like when you, you know, I'm looking back, I'm like, you know, there, there was, there was a selfishness involved there is, you know, there always is a selfishness in um, to some extent and like pursuing uh, a, a personal desire. That's not really, it, it seems a bit self-fulfilling, right. Or, or, or maybe, maybe that's not the right word, but um, like in my case, I love, you know, passion about nutrition and passion, passion about fitness. Yeah. Um, and I was spending a lot of time racing 
but you know, knowing what I wanted to do in life, you know, how, okay, how is, how is the racing working toward, you know, how I want to change the world or how I want to contribute to this world. And so, you know, part of it is that growth stepping back and, and seeing, okay, well, how do we, you know, it's, it's absolutely, it's totally fine to be racing and doing kind of, um, you know, sort of selfish, um, in a sense pursuits, but it's like, okay, how, how do we tie it back into this larger circle of contributing to, to a, a greater mission? And so for me, been really fortunate to, you know, I have, I'm fairly in the know or, and, and somewhat known in the obstacle course racing community. And so now with my nutrition business, like, um, by having that presence and a little bit, you know, being tied in with a lot of things going on in social media in that, in that niche area, I'm able to, to help bring my nutritional knowledge to individuals who are, you know, um, trying to race in obstacle course racing or who enjoy doing that as part of this, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, how, how have you found that, um, you know, how did you find it affected you when you started to become a little more, you know, knowledgeable in kind of nutrition and how you were fueling your body? And then um, the other side would be, you know, uh, how how is that for you to be able to pass that on to other people? Because that's pretty cool, too, that you're probably able to see some really inspiring stuff happening from the work that you do as well, I would assume. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to be, to obviously have the education in the nutrition, on the nutrition side of things, but then to also have walked through <laughs> the evolution and the, the, the learning of all these different concepts nutritionally, um, personally through all my racing endeavors. So like I said, my first, my first races, especially that first world championship was just you know, just looking back, like I, I cringe at what, you know, my approach was. Um, and so, so it, it, it's, it was fun to, you know, make mistakes and learn and apply, you know, all the things I was learning in school. And so that's been, I mean, that's been a, a, an incredible game changer for me. And I think just even to be in the same area or to be competitive for seven years, and you know, I say that a little bit loosely because it's kind of on and off, but and, and in different areas. But yeah. you know, I've I've been very fortunate, I think, to not sustain, you know, a lot of injury or additional burnout from you know, aside from that initial period. And yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with um, the upkeep of of my body and taking care of myself from a nutrition standpoint and staying injury free, staying healthy. Um, so, so that's been great for me personally, and then helping, yeah, passing that, passing that forward, helping other individuals, um, with their nutrition with a little bit of, um, you know, training guidance as well. You know, it's a, a lot of individuals I work with obviously solely just for nutrition, but at the end of the day, when I know what they're doing training wise, or I know what they're about to do from a racing standpoint, you can bet that that's going to be worked into that nutrition plan, um, because, you know, I, I understand the um, demands from that, the sport. Or yeah, you, you kind of have the expertise, but you also have the experience to go along with it, which is, which is probably a, a big leg up for those individuals that are connecting with you on that, too. Yeah. And it's just fun. It is fun to connect, like exactly what you said, to connect with um, the individuals I work with through a sport that, <laughs> that you know, we both fell in love with. And I, and I say sport, but, you know, at the same time, obviously, I work we're with plenty of individuals who do it recreationally. It's just something fun. And, but a lot of people get hooked, you know, and, and it becomes that they enjoy doing on the radio. 
Very cool. And and you mentioned, I'm going to go back a little bit because you mentioned earlier that you grew up um, uh, on a horse farm. And I think that now your father, I think, was actually very successful at that as well. Is that is that right? And, um, you know, I, I think he went to the Olympics. Is that is that right? Like, did was that a... Um, was that an impactor for you or was that, uh, is he just kind of always um, been that kind of a person from your perspective? So, yeah, my, my dad, my dad was a competitor um, in three day, a three day um, equestrian, well, three day events. Sorry. I was like, blanking yeah. on that. Yeah. He, you know, so the, the three day eventing um, is dressage jumping and cross country. And so, mm-hmm. Um, so he, yeah, he won, he won the gold medal at the 76 Montreal Olympics for individual yeah. and team. So that year, and it was, um, you know, he was only 21 at the time. So it was pretty <laughs> cool to be, and that's when I was 21, I, that was, that's when I was able to make the podium at the Spartan world championship and obviously very different. And his, you know, the Olympics is on a whole other level. But it was cool to draw some of the similarities from his, especially the cross country. I don't know if you've ever watched um, equestrian cross country events, but it is remarkable. And it's very similar to, to obstacle course racing in that, you know, especially at 76, you know, they're, they're creating these insane obstacles for the horse and rider to go through. Um, yeah. you know, they're going through the woods, they're jumping across like really big water obstacles, um, and, you know, I, I Google some of the images from, you know, my, my father's Olympic ride and I was yeah. just, oh my gosh, how cool. But it was fun to kind of draw the similarity there. Like, wow, we're, we're doing sort of similar things. Obviously he's got a, another beast involved in a, a horse, um, the horse component, of course, but, but he's been really, you know, my dad having gone through, you know, being an athlete at a, from a, from a young age. Yeah. Making a lot of sacrifices to, you know, focus on his racing and, you know, being very single, like having a sing- that singular focus to compete at such a high level and then turning it into, you know, being able to step back from the um, com- competition world a little bit and pass, you know, become a coach and pass that um, all that he's learned and his expertise to other young riders. And then, you know, and then to get involved in the saddle making industry and, and making saddles to create a better, you know, a, um, a better ride for the horse, um, yeah. horse rider. And so it's cool to see his evolution and, and it's fun stepping back now to kind of see so many of the parallels. Between yeah, some of those things happening with you. That's that's pretty cool. Completely different kind yeah. of area of sports. Yeah. Well, so one of the things uh, that we always do is, is um, we, we pick up on some of that kind of expertise of the, the guest and, and just see if there's a couple of actionable things that we can, um, we can have to people who are listening to take away. There's been lots already, but let's say, um, especially considering your, your nutrition background, and uh, um, I'm sure there are lots of people, whether they're high-level athletes or whether they're somebody that um, just wants to become a little more well-rounded from that end. Um, if there are a couple of things that, that you might have, um, you know, two or three tips around somebody, if they want to, to really kind of recalibrate and, and look at what they're doing from a nutrition standpoint to, to perform better, whether it's in their sport or in, in their, their life generally, are there a couple of things that you, you think they should do right away? 
Yeah. You know, I see a lot, I work, like I said, with a lot of active individuals. And so, um, you know, the, the biggest thing I see, especially in my female population is, is under eating, under fueling. And so, um, you know, I think usually step one is I'll have individuals just track a couple of days of their intake and maybe they've never done that before. Um, you can write it down in a food log or you can, or you can use it, an app, but just having an understanding you know, having those few days tracked. And I remember doing this um, exercise in, in one of my college classes and it was the first time I'd ever tracked my food intake, but it really opened my eyes to what I was actually eating over the course of the day from, you know, not just from a food standpoint, but like, okay, components of that food, right? The nutrients involved, the vitamins, minerals, um, the, the macronutrients in terms of protein, fat, and carbs, and kind of getting to see a whole new look at food in a way that, you know, from a, from a fueling standpoint. And I know that some individuals don't have that nutrition background where they can see numbers and then determine, you know, determine what their, um, what those next steps need to be. But I think the first piece is, is awareness. So even just writing down, even if you were just to use a, a food journal, writing down your food intake for the day, you might see three things on the list for the day and be like, wow, I, I really don't eat, <laughs> but so many people, you know, there's so, there's so much going on in our lives these days. And there's so many distractions. It's really sometimes nutrition. We for, we forget about it. It gets some put on the back burner. And I think we forget that how much it's involved in fueling our everyday activities um, and, and just keeping our, our bodies healthy. And so just having that appreciation for food um, is important, but it starts with the awareness of like what we're actually doing for our bodies on a yeah. daily consistent basis. Right. Very cool. And uh, you know, you mentioned it a bit there and, and I'll just kind of revisit it a little bit is that, um, and I think you said a bit about it earlier is that you, you're a fan of making sure and you wanted to, to make sure that um, um, you know, there, there is a, a good perception of strong, females and and that's one of the things that a lot of a lot of the guests have really talked about is that it's it has changed over time and i guess the first question would be have you seen that perception change over time um and uh and is there something to you know because there's probably lots of of young ladies that look to you as that um role model is that something that you enjoy being i guess um because because you are seen as one of those kind of strong strong females so um what would you say to that yeah, I, I, I absolutely love being in a space where, um, you know, where that's celebrated, where that's, that, that female strength is, is celebrated, is looked up to, is, you know, an aspiring trait or, or quality. And so, you know, and, and what's so cool about um, obstacle course racing is, is, is that, you know, you even see the kids races, you know, at at every, at every big Spartan race, there's always a kids race too. And it's so fun to see the little kids and especially the little girls get out there running in the mud, rolling around and doing, you know, all these upper body, um, you know, all these upper body related obstacles and, and feeling strong and be, you know, seeing that, seeing their own strength, um, and then wanting to pursue that. So, um, I love, I love being tied in with sports that empower, you know, empower females. And it's just been wonderful being part of, you know, different sporting communities, whether it's been CrossFit or, or obstacle course racing, 
where all the women are super supportive of one another. I think yeah. that's one of the really cool and rare um, ben, like wonders of, of um, you know, what I've been able to be involved in over the last seven years is, um, is just women uplifting other women and encouraging each other to, um, to, to continue being these strong figures for, you know, younger, younger female generation. Very cool. Well, I'm sure you'll continue to be that role model. What, what is coming up for you? I mean, have you, have you got any things that are, uh, uh, kind of nailed down or, you know, what, what are you looking to do over the next little while? Yeah. So I, you know, like we talked about the Spartan games are definitely coming back this year. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it's a little bit, it's, it's exciting knowing that, knowing how it, how it went last year. Um, and knowing that I was very close to, you know, I, I came in second there. Yeah. I felt like I had a very consistent effort. And so, you know, obviously there's, from having gone through that experience, I have things that I, of course, can always be working on. So now that I know that that's coming up, you know, probably in October, I've heard rumors, um, kind of, you know, that gives me a, a that gives me a lot of ex- extra motivation, I guess I'll just say to kind of continue my varied training. You know, there's, there's areas that I just haven't really touched in a little while. Like I haven't been, um, you know, I haven't been biking as much as I did last year or swimming as much. And so there's, or doing any wrestling. So you know, there's <laughs> events are like, maybe I should just start adding those in a little bit over these next few weeks. Um, but you know, that's, that's my main focus this year, or I guess say that's, that's kind of the, the, the one thing that I am for sure doing, um, that I, that I would really like to do. Um, don't have anything specific. There's always, you know, these world championships coming up in the fall. Um, and so there may be, you know, OCR world championships, Spartan world championships. Those are always fun. But, um, but like I said, my training's been a little bit varied this year and, and, you know, in obstacle course racing to do well in a world championship, obviously you need different strengths and the running and the strength training, but at the same time, you still have to be training specifically for, you know, a, a longer distance or a certain distance that you're going to be racing in. So anyway, we'll, so we'll see if I jump into any of those races just to kind of see, you know, I always love to put feelers out and see where I'm at. Um, and again, give me a little fuel or fire in my belly to, um, to chase after something more specific, but I really like, I really like this idea of the Spartan games because it allows me to do, be very flexible with my training. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know lots of people will be, uh, will be looking forward to seeing you there. So that, that's, a, that's very cool. If people are trying to follow you and, and see what you're doing, what, what are some of the best ways of doing that? Yeah, um, I guess I'm my most active on um, Instagram. So CS Coffin 13 is my Instagram handle. And I have a link there to my website for any nutrition related um, inquiries. And so so that's all linked in with with my Instagram. So that's probably the best one. All right, we'll make sure that we're those are all in the show notes too, to make sure that people can uh, connect through definitely take a look at at uh, the the profile, but also go in and, and check out some of the great stuff that uh, uh, from a nutrition standpoint too. That's that's very cool. So, um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now because uh, you will uh, get first shot at hearing all of these great episodes. We have uh, great uh, people every week. Um, so again, just make sure that uh, that you subscribe there. Check us out on Instagram, and uh, otherwise, again, thank you for taking the time. I mean, I really appreciate it. I know it's been busy for you lately, so thanks so much for taking the time with us 
Thank you, Jamie. It's been fun chatting with you. All right. And we will talk again to everybody else on Big Idea, Big Moves.